Good morning and welcome to Kingdom Leadership Equipping. Uh, this is a Sunday message from Sean and just to encourage you with the word to uh, unveil and uh, just have a deeper dive into some things for, for a Sunday morning. And um, for you Kingdom leaders in equipping and becoming Kingdom leaders in the world, this is an exciting time to be alive and uh, welcome to KLE podcast as well. So if you're listening on podcast or you're watching in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Facebook group, um, just want to say welcome and let's have a look at the Word of God. And that's the, the exciting part about, about living this life is that we can deep dive into the Word of God and uh, see and have revealed our purpose in life. It's not that hard. It really is there for us. The only time that we we live purposeless is because we haven't actually begun, begun to seek it out in the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. And so that's what I want to reveal a little bit today. You know, for many years, I had a real sense that, that God had something for me to do in this world. I, there was something that I had to do and I didn't understand it and people couldn't reveal it to me. You know, my, my, my parents didn't know what it was. My friends didn't know what it was. I mean, everybody had sort of a plan or advice or an opinion of what I should be doing, but only God knows what my purpose was. And I had this deep sense that something, I needed to accomplish something in the earth and, you know, education didn't help. I read hundreds of books. It was great. I, I educated myself with a lot of books because, you know, I grew up, we didn't have money for education. I, I didn't finish school because I had to leave. I, I Well, I didn't have to, but I left home early. I was nearly forced to simply because, you know, it just wasn't a conducive um environment anymore. So I left early, went into the military, but read lots of books, read my Bible lots. Um, I did speak to a lot of people to get insights, but nobody had the plan and the purpose for my life. But when I began to understand the Word of God, begin to know the Holy Spirit and fellowship with the Holy Spirit and spend time in fellowship with my Father, more and more it began to be revealed to me. What is my purpose in this world? And, and it didn't all become clear straight away. But as I took steps, I began to follow those steps and began to see it beginning to be revealed in me. Now you'll see, um, I put the notes up for, for the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group, a Facebook group. Um, I put up the notes uh, from Google Documents. I've gone through the effort of putting uh, two translations on the left-hand side, uh, if it's on your left-hand side. Left-hand side will be the authorized um, or the American Standard Version, and on the right-hand side, the Amplified, so you can get um, uh, both sides of, of the, or can see two, two perspectives to the Word of God on this. I love the Amplified because the Amplified really opens it up um, using sort of the or amplifying the Greek words. That's why it's called the Amplified Version. So that's what I want to share with you today. So we're starting in Genesis chapter 1, and I want you to see something, is that in verse 6, 26 of Genesis chapter 1, and it says that God said, let us make man in our image 
after our likeness and let them have dominion. And then verse 27, it says, and God created man in his own image. And verse 28, and God blessed man, them, male and female. So it says in verse 27, in the image of God created he him. That word him there is the species of man. It's Adam is the species of man. Male and female created he them. Ish and Isha, he created them. We'll look at those words at another time. But then verse 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion. And God said, Behold, I've given you every herb-yielding seed which is upon the face of the earth, every tree in which is the fruit of, the, of a tree-yielding seed, to you it shall be fruit, etc., etc. And so he gives him then, uh, gives them dominion over everything, and he blesses them and says, "Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion." Look at verse in in the Amplified version. It says, and this is the important thing I want you to see in verse twenty six is that. Of all the things, if you go and read Genesis 1, it says, And God said, let there be light, and, and a, a distinction between day and night. In other words, darkness and light. That wasn't, that wasn't day and night as we know it. The first instruction was light and darkness. There's a separation from, from revelation, from God light, from glory light, from insight, to, and, and a separation from darkness where there's confusion, where there's blindness, where there's inability to understand and see. There was, God separated those two. God created light again, let light shine, revelation shine, understanding shine, wisdom to come. And then it's, he says that, um, and then it was, then God said, let there be trees, let there be, you know, seas, ground, whatever. But everything was created of itself within its from from the earth from the from the atmosphere everything was created except when it came to man in verse 26 and then god said let us father son and holy spirit make man in our image it's the only time that god created from himself and god said let us father son holy spirit let us elohim interesting word elohim is uh, the plural of Elohim, Elohim is God-like or divine entity, personality, and Elohim is the plural. So God said, let us, plural Elohim, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image, uh, Elohim again, according to our likeness. So in the very substance and the very nature, the very standard of who God is, the very essence of who God is. He made man, not physical, Amplified says, but spiritual personality and moral likeness and let them have complete authority over, not over men, but fish of the sea, birds of the air, cattle over in the entire earth. So everything on the earth, over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, in the very substance, in the very likeness, in the very um, essence of who God is. He created him, Adam, male and female, he created them, Ish and Isha. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it and putting it under your power and rule 
over, dominate, etc. So I want you to see in verse 28, and it says, and God blessed them, granting them authority. You know, the thing is, we're waiting sometimes on God to do things for us, but it says God blessed them and gave them authority in the authorized version 28. It says, God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. So the blessing of God is that we can be fruitful, producing, multiplying, having dominion, subduing, and replenishing the earth. That is, filling the earth with the the kingdom of God, with God's presence, with, with God's authority. And that's, that's what we need to understand is we, we look for some kind of blessing, you know, to have the fish and birds and, and every living thing coming to us. But God says you are to go and be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. And I love the Amplified. It says God bless them, granting them certain authority and said to them. So in subjugated, putting it under your power and rule over dominate. God wants to rule the earth and not over people you understand but over over this over this um, uh, earth substance we on and over all the living creatures on the earth god wants to rule at that through us he wants his kingdom to come through us and that's why we are kings of the king and because we rule and reign on the earth with his authority, with his power, with his dominion. And he wants to bring his kingdom through us again. And But you've got to start in Genesis to understand why there is a redemption and a uh, restoration or or a... um, uh, what's the other re- renewing is because God wants to do it again through us. He did it through Adam, but what did Adam do? Well, let's, let's go and have a look a little further and um, let's have a look in Genesis chapter two. And it says, then, and Jehovah God, verse seven, formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life and man became a living soul. And Jehovah God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So this is now just going back on on Genesis chapter 1 and how God did it. So it says, the Lord God formed, that is, created the body of a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So so there was just this body, this earth suit. There was just this... um, uh, Earth piece that was there, you know, it was just it was just mud. It was earth that he had formed, and now he breathes into it the breath of life. He puts the spirit into man, and man becomes a living being, an individual, complete in body and spirit. Just give me a moment. So I just needed to close the door. Okay, so the man becomes a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit. And the Lord God plants um, a garden in the east in Eden. And Eden's called the delight, the land of happiness. And he put the man whom he had formed there. 
So to, to actually function on the earth, God has to make man a suit. And then he breathes his spirit into that suit. And that's what makes him a living being. What you, we need to understand is that we are spirit, soul, and body. What we, that's the order of God, spirit, soul, body. We try and reverse the order, and we do reverse the order of, of making it body, soul, and spirit. So what we do is we are more focused on the body, the experiences of the body, the experiences of the soul, than we are on what God is doing spiritually, that we are a spirit being. And I'm just going to show you that a little later. So we need to understand the difference is that God, the only way God could rule and reign through man was if man was like him on the earth. But to be on the earth, he needed a suit called the body. In 1, Corinth, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, Paul says, I pray that you may be cleansed holy or sanctified holy, spirit, soul, and body. You see, that's the order of God. The order of God is spirit first, then soul, then body. Because the spirit man is what is in the likeness and the image of God. The spirit man is you, the real you, the spirit being that's within that earth suit. Is, has been created in the substance, the essence of God, in the likeness of God. Not the body, not the spirit, not the soul. The soul and the spirit function very closely together. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And that's the whole the whole being. But what we and Satan reverses the order. If you see how he approaches Eve, he appeals to the body, then he appeals to the soul. And of course, knowing that once he's once he can get her and Adam to violate their their physical authority and their physical and to yield that to him, then they are going to be separated from God in in their spirit. Because now they when when they obeyed Satan and disobeyed God, Adam, not Eve, but Adam, the man. The, the ish, <laughs> he then committed high treason against his creator. Eve was deceived. Adam was the one that had the transgression. Treason, the, the punishment for treason is uh, death, eternal death. And so right there, his, his spirit is separated from God. And that's why he immediately starts walking in fear. Immediately he loses dominion and hands that authority to Satan over the earth. And that's where we got all the problems from. People think, saying, well, you know, God, why, why does God allow this? Well, God cannot intervene he could not intervene, and he will not intervene because then he's violating his word. He gave the dominion to Adam. Adam gave it to Satan. Until Jesus returned. And notice that Jesus came, had to have a body. He is the living word of God. 
in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and, became flesh and dwelt among us. He could only come in flesh because you need an earth suit to be on the earth. That gives him legal authority to be here. But he was not born of a man. He was born of God, the seed of God by the Holy Spirit. And that's where we get the virgin birth. That's why we have to had to have a virgin birth. The Christ, Christ had to come and not be tainted by the sin, the transgression of Adam. It's interesting is that the woman's womb is designed so that a baby develops its own blood and does not take its mother's blood. So that was designed so that when Jesus was born, he wouldn't be tainted with man's blood, with, with the, the, tra the transgressed blood in that sense. His blood was pure. God blood. And that's why he was righteous without sin. And that's why Satan could not hold him in the regions of hell. Couldn't hold him down there. Once he had paid the price for man's sin and transgression, he went and took back the keys of hell and death and the grave from Satan, restoring dominion and authority back to man. But that's going back. So the restoration, the redemption, the renewing, the being born again is taking us back to the place of dominion and authority that man had, where we are a living being, individual, complete in body and spirit. And God can again restore the kingdom of God and reign and rule through us. That's why we need to get our minds renewed so we experience transformation and we can bring transformation in this area is that God is not condemning our sin anymore. He has redeemed us. So let's have a look here in oops, Ephesians chapter 2. I want you to see here in Ephesians chapter 2, he says this. And you did he make alive when you were dead through your trespasses and sins. Okay, that's what we've been saying. So we were dead through our trespasses and sins because of Adam's sin, because of Adam's transgression. And you can see that in Romans chapter 5 as well. In fact, we looked at that last week. And then in verse 2, it says, Wherein you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the powers of the air, of the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. So you can see is that we were there. We were walking. So after Adam sinned and his transgression, this was passed on to us for generations in that we walked according to the course of this world or the fashion of this world, the dictates and the influences of this world. We walked according to the prince, the powers of the air. That's Satan himself of the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. His influence, his control, his life and his nature is working in the sons of disobedience. Among whom we also all once lived in the lusts of our flesh. Doing the desires of the flesh and of the mind. See that? 
And we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest, just like everybody else. But God, being rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and made us to sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works that no man should glory, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God afore prepared that we should walk in them. So let's have a look here. In the Amplified it says, And you he made alive when you were spiritually dead. You see, through the transgression of Adam, we, we took on a new nature. Where Adam was the son of God. We read in one of the genealogies, Adam, the son of God. He, was, he, he walked like that as a son of God in fellowship with his father, with his creator father. But when he transgressed, that transgression was passed on all of us through the seed of man. And we then received a new, a new nature called spiritual death. It was separate. It, that death, that spiritual nature of death and unrighteousness separated or sin, not sins, not the action or the behavior, but the actual nature. Death produced sin in us. And so we were separated from God because we just walked in the same transgressions and sins of Adam. And then in verse 2, in which you once walked, you were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan himself. He rules in the sons of disobedience. He now is who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. Now, this is what I want you to see is knowing the purpose of God. You cannot know it until you come into into God through Christ. Because you'll rebel against the purpose of God always. You cannot know it. You cannot understand it. And we'll see that. In verse 3, among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Our behavior was governed by the sinful self. Indulging the desires of human nature. We were without the Holy Spirit. Now there is the crucial point. We couldn't understand and know the purposes of God for our life because we didn't have the Holy Spirit. We walked in the desires of the human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. Our minds were not renewed. Our minds were alienated from God. And we were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath. Just like the rest of mankind. But God, being so very rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead. See there? Spiritually dead. Spiritually dead. 
and separated from him. We were removed. We couldn't understand the purpose of God. We couldn't, you know, is we all born with giftings. Romans chapter, Romans chapter 12 tells us, you know, these are the, the, the charisma gifts that we all, that we receive. We were born with those. We were created with those things within us. And, and I've seen, I've seen Christian business. I mean, Unbelieving business people operating in their gifting without understanding the purpose of God for it, using it, abusing it, but not understanding the purpose of God because they can't. They are spiritually dead and separated from God because of their sins. But he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And he raised us up together with him. When we believed and seated us with him in the heavenly places, because we are in Christ. That is restoring us back to the authority and dominion of Adam. That's what we've got to understand. Is he's, he is restoring us. And and uh, in the book of Acts, it talks about there will be a restoration of all things. And this is the rest. The restoration is, is that when we come into the place of understanding our dominion. And the authority that he's blessed us with. You see, we're looking for the blessing for money to come, for provision to come, for, you know, a job to come, whatever. But the, the, the blessing is the authority and dominion. We need to go back to, back to the place of Genesis and see how God set man as a ruler to bring his kingdom into the earth. And now we restored to that. To again bring his kingdom. Because that's what Jesus said. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he wanted us to, wanted them to change their thinking. Because it was time to bring, <coughs> excuse me, the restoration of the kingdom of God. So this is our privilege now that we have. Is that we are restored to that. Verse 7, and he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable, unsurpassed riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus by providing for our, look at that, redemption. Redemption is, redemption means to buy back to its original state, to reinstate. And so we've been redeemed, bought back by the sacrifice of Christ to be placed Back in our original state, not in our fallen state, but in our original state where we have, we, we are sons of God in relationship with God, in righteous fellowship with God, walking in his presence, walking in, in the breath of his, of his whisper in our life, restored and reinstated to tending the garden or the kingdom of God on the earth <laughs> to establish the kingdom of God, to, to subjugate the earth to God's rule. And that's what the kingdom of God is. For it is by grace, God's verse eight, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. So we need to understand that. But we've been given eternal life. Eternal life is the opposite of spiritual death. 
Eternal life is God's life. It's God's nature that God has restored and, and, and put into us again. Through faith, we receive his life. We receive the free gift of his life. Glory to God. And so we, we are not walking in spiritual death anymore. We have eternal life. Eternal life is not something that you inherit one day when you die. Everybody wants to just go to heaven. Everybody wants to escape the earth. But we have eternal life now. John, John chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus said, you have eternal life now. Now you have it. And the thing about it is we can't do anything. It's not through our own effort. It's, it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. It's not, verse 9, the result of your works nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn. See that? Born again from above. Spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared before, prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk with them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Glory <laughs> to God. I mean, you know, you've got, to, you've got to take some time to really think about that. He said, we created, look in verse 10, it says, for we are his workmanship created in, in, on, on, on the authorized version or the American Standard Version, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God afore prepared that we should walk in them. The amplifying of verse, of verse 10 is absolutely amazing. He says, because we are his workmanship. There we go. So we're back with the podcast. <clears throat> So we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed. See that? Renewed to what? If, if something is renewed, what was the new? <laughs> the new was Genesis, Adam and Eve. But now we are renewed, right? We are reborn, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us. So why has God renewed us and transformed us? Why are we his workmanship, his own masterwork, our spirit man? You understand, spiritually, we are his masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn, transformed, renewed, spiritually transformed. That's what you've got to see. Is the, the focus is on spiritual, ready to be used for good works. You have been restored for the purpose of God. God has got a purpose for you, has a purpose for you to bring the kingdom of God, the dominion of God to the earth again. And you are his workmanship. He has recreated you, re renewed you. You've been reborn. You've been spiritually transformed to be used for this purpose. He's, he, you are his workmanship for good work, good works, which he prepared for you beforehand. Taking paths which he set for you. 
so that we would walk in them, so that you would walk in them, so that I would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. We cannot walk in them in, when we're in spiritual death. You cannot know them before, but now you can. Now you can know the purpose of God. Now you can see the purpose of God. Now you can experience the purpose of God. You need to, you've been recreated to walk in them. It's a good life. It's where you have authority and dominion. And you bring the rule of God, the kingdom's dominion, the king's dominion into the earth. That's your blessing. That's your inheritance. That's your legacy that's been invested into you. You need to walk in them, living it, because he's prearranged and made it ready for you. Before you even started, before you even thought about it, he prearranged it and made it ready for us. Since the Garden of Eden, since the days of Adam, God has already, before you were even conceived in your, your mother's and father's mind, <laughs> you have... You, your a purpose was prearranged and made ready for you. A path was set for you. And now you can know it because in Christ you have. You've been raised up with him. You've been seated with him here in many places. You've been restored to authority and dominion. And now you can begin to walk out. He's created you. You are his workmanship, his masterwork, his work of art. Created in Christ Jesus for this purpose, for this, this path that you've got to walk out. Glory to God. So let's have a look now in, um, in verse, in, in chapter 4 of Ephesians. And it says, I'm going to read, just read from the Amplified Version. And it said, and his gifts the church were varied and he himself appointed some as apostles special messengers representatives some as prophets who speak new messages from God to the people some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation some are passed as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct and he did this why did he appoint these gifts to fully equip and perfect the saints you and me for look at that works of service the gifts have been set to equip you for works of service. You're not saved to just get to heaven, to escape this world. You're not, you didn't, Christ didn't come so that you could get your eternal life insurance policy so that when you die one day you go to heaven. No, it's for you to fulfill a purpose on the earth. It's for you to walk in that prearranged path that's been set for you where you begin where you bring through the dominion and authority jesus said all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth go therefore the word exousia is all right has been given to me go therefore so in other words he's saying i'm giving i've received all right we we know from revelation that he went and took the keys from satan of of hell death and the grave the power of that was taken away. Spiritual death was broken right there because Jesus took back the authority that Satan had taken from Adam. 
and he's given it back to us. And he says, now you take it. This right to rule, this right to exercise might is yours. I've take, give, taken it. It is mine. It's been given to me. I give it to you. As the king, he's given it, giving it to all his kings and his lords. As king and lord, he's saying the dominion is yours. Go and reign in this life. And then he, he not only does that, but he gives us gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, who are there to equip us, who are there to katatismos us, to repair and prepare us, who bring us and, and to an understanding, to a revelation, who help us and nurture us to grow up into maturity so that we can walk in the works of service that we are called to, the prearranged path that is set for us, the purpose that is set for us so that we can build up the body of Christ, the church. You see, as we walk in our purpose and we bring the dominion, we bring the, the authority in the purpose that we are designed for, we begin to impact the world around us with that authority and with that power. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Isn't that exciting? I mean, that's just something to shout about. To fully equip and perfect us. In, that word perfect is to grow us up. To mature us. More and more for works of service. That's why, in the, you remember like the, uh, two weeks ago, I think we spoke about in Hebrews chapter 5, where it says, we by this time you ought to be teachers. You need again somebody to teach you. In other words, when by this time you should have authority, you should be imparting, you should you should be impacting, you should be uh, instructing, you should be raising up and releasing. You need again somebody to do it for you. You dull of hearing, you disinclined to listen, and we need to get to the place again. We, you know, if if you're in ministry gifts. I want to say to you, this, this is why equipping is your priority. Not preaching, equipping is your priority. Through relationship, through mentoring, through, through um, imparting, import, impartation. Not of information, but of, of revelation, of life into, into people. So, and if... If, if you're in the body of Christ and you're not a gifting, that doesn't change anything. It means that you need to receive the equipping or find a place where you're being equipped. Not a place where you're being preached at and told how bad you are. But find a place where you're being equipped. Where you're being repaired and prepared. to, to And that word is fully equipped. Katatismos. To mature the saints. To bring wholeness to the saints for works of service so that you can walk in your purpose to build up the body of Christ, the church. Then look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, last scripture. <laughs> I get so excited about this stuff, man. Amplified version. I've heard this preached a lot. Verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, amplified. It says, but as it is written in scripture, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Have you heard those 
religious people quoting things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard and which have not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. It's not, it's not for us to know. It's a mystery. You know, all God is a mystery. The things of God is mysterious. It's hard to know. Ah, that's rubbish. Verse 10 says, well, let's finish what, what verse 9 says. Who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him and gratefully recognize the benefits that he's bestowed. It says, eyes not seen that, ears not heard that. It has not entered into the heart of man. Which man? Which man? The man that is not saved. The man that is not renewed, reborn, restored, redeemed. But verse 10 says, for God unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. Who's us? We who are renewed, reborn, transformed, spiritually transformed, restored, and uh, <laughs> redeemed. Re, 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 re. For the Spirit, listen to this, searches all things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God, the divine counsels and the things far beyond human understanding. The Spirit of God searches out all the purposes, all the profound things. Glory to God. The depths, the divine counsels, the divine purposes of God, far beyond physical human understanding. Verse 11. For what person knows the thoughts and the motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? You see, you, the spiritual being, have it. It's within you. But the Spirit of God will highlight it within you so that you will know the thoughts of God, that you will know your purpose. Your spirit man knows your purpose. The real you knows your purpose. But we have got the order wrong. We spend so much time in the body and the soul, our experiences, our feelings, our senses, our, our, you know, how we think about things. Our mind is not renewed to be spiritual. So we don't understand things. But when we reverse the order, spirit, soul, and body, now we begin to understand the purpose of God. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, look at that, but the Holy Spirit who is from God so that we may know, so that we may know, say that, say that to yourself right now, so that I may know, that I may understand the wonderful things freely given to me by God. God will show you all that your authority, all the dominion, all your purpose in the earth. It's a grand purpose. It's the blessing, the power to prosper, <laughs> glory to God, dominion in your life, authority in your life. Verse 13, we also speak of these things not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom, but in, in those taught by the Spirit. So he's, Paul is saying, listen, we don't come to you teaching these things in human philosophy. Human philosophy will never be able to reveal it, your purpose to you. <clears throat> it doesn't matter how many degrees you get, it will not reveal it to you. He said, but we speak in those taught by the Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. 
Glory to God. When you are guided by the Spirit, you can understand spirituals. The word is pneumaticos there. Numa for spirit. Ikos is understanding or spiritual things. Understanding spiritual things. Combining and interpreting spiritual pneumaticos thoughts with spiritual words. We can understand the purpose of God in our life by the Spirit of God. But the natural, unbelieving man, the Sukikos man, does not accept the things, the teachings and the revelations of the Spirit of God. Remember, we read that earlier in, in Ephesians chapter 2. For they are foolishness, absurd and illogical to him, and he's incapable of understanding them. They're walking in darkness. They cannot understand and see your task is to bring the purpose of God so that they can begin to see. Glory to God. Every man on the face of the earth is born with a purpose, with a mission, with an assignment. And he's incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. And he's unqualified to judge spiritual matters or pneumaticos. Verse 15. But the spiritual man, the pneumaticos man, the spiritually mature man, judges all things, questions and examines and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals. When you need the Spirit of God, He will reveal it to you. Yet, yet is Himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. Nobody, let's go for verse 16, for who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord so as to instruct him. But listen to this. I love this. But we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. We have, you have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and his purposes. You have the mind. He, he asks, who has Known the mind and the purposes of the Lord, so as to instruct him. But we have, you and I have, we in, in the church, we who are believers of Christ, we who have come into Christ and been transformed, we have the mind of Christ. Glory to God to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. Mind there is that we think we align with. We, we discern, we judge, we question, we examine, we apply all that is in Christ by the Spirit of God. We're guided by His thoughts and His purposes. <laughs> Glory to God. We do. You know, here's a challenge for you. Get up every morning. I'm going to do this too, man. I, I do, but I'm going to do it more persistently. And look in the mirror and start saying, I have the mind of Christ. I'm guided by his thoughts and purposes. We can do this. We can begin to walk in our purpose and have the purpose of God revealed to us. God wants to reveal it. He has revealed it. It's in his spirit. You just need to get the order right and understand that you're created as a spirit being, not as a body being. The body is your suit. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are connected to help you understand what's going around you in this world. 
But the spirit man, <laughs> glory to God, discerns and appreciates what is going on in the spirit of, in the spirit realm, understands what the Holy Spirit is revealing. What is a mystery to others is being revealed to us because the Holy Spirit knows and understands the things freely to given freely given to us by God. That's what I want to leave with you today. I pray that this message will ignite you, inspire you, excite you to begin to see that there is a purpose for you. You can know the purpose. The Holy Spirit knows the purpose. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And if you if you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you, now's the time to go before the Lord. Go read Acts chapter 2 and how the church was birthed in a supernatural way. And ask the Lord to fill you with his Holy Spirit again. Because it's it's vital that you walk in the power and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So that you can have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and his purposes. God has a purpose for you. An assignment for you and a mission in the earth. So that's what I want to share with you. In Jesus name. Have a great week.